Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we take a walk through the strange Paradiso. Today's going to be a pretty soggy walk. Here in Southern California, we are experiencing quite a bit of rain. Um, it's been raining off and on since this morning, nothing major. I guess our weather is being impacted by a hurricane that came from the south, that came from Baja, California. And so um, nothing like this has ever happened before in my lifetime and in many of our lifetimes. Seems the last time this happened was like in 1939. I um, don't understand how this is really possible for this hurricane to just um, appear in Southern California. And also, it's going to affect certain areas of Nevada, perhaps certain areas of Arizona. It's almost the entire coast of Southern California that's being affected. I have a lot of different thoughts about this. It just seems strange that first we have the devastating fire in Hawaii, and now we have a hurricane. Not that the hurricane touched down here in Southern California, but it's pretty darn close, and it is affecting our weather in such a way that uh, I've never seen it before. So... I got to put on my tinfoil hat real quick, guys, and say that I believe that this is, this has been engineered. I do not believe that this is an organic type of storm, and um, maybe it started out that way, and then it was steered here into our area. Maybe it was generated by some sort of technology. I'm not sure, but... I do not believe that this is just an act of nature. Now, that's only my opinion. I'm not saying that I'm correct, but these are my own thoughts. Ever since I've been hearing about this, I've been thinking, you know, there's just something so wrong about all this. But anyways, that's what you have to expect being in a strange world like the one that we find ourselves in. This is all part of being in a strange paradiso, actually. So um, we'll just monitor these situations and just see what happens as we move forward. Okay, so now this I want to share with you is something that happened, I guess, quite a few years ago. It was recorded on someone's app. So the story goes that this person had some kind of, um, well, we all do, right? We have a recording app on our phones. And so this person put their phone to charge and they were going to sleep one night and um, there were no windows or doors open. I don't know what time of year this happened. But anyhow, when, when this person woke up in the morning, and picked up their phone. They realized that there was a 
notification, there was an icon by this app to let them know that there was a new recording. And so this individual was like, okay, I didn't make a new recording. So he didn't really know what was happening here. Upon playing this thing, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know how I would describe these various type of sounds to someone. So I'm going to try to um, cue it up and see if I can uh, get it so that you guys can hear this. Now, I don't know about many of you, but if I had my phone charging one night and I woke up in the morning and I found this recording on my phone, I do not know what I would do, what I would think or how I would feel. Also, I'm alone in the house, okay? So it's not like I have siblings who can come in and play this little joke on me. Windows were closed, doors were closed. Okay, let's see, here we go. Let me try to get this up so you can hear it. So there are a few sounds in there. Maybe you could say it kind of sounded like uh, some kind of motor. Maybe you could say kind of sounded maybe like someone was snoring somehow. Maybe someone who uh, has a really bad sinus problem. And then there's that screeching sound that maybe sounds kind of like a wild, I don't know, leopard or something like this. However, there were none of these things happening. There, this person did not live in an area with wild animals. This person, even if this person was snoring, which it doesn't sound like a human snoring to me, but it maybe is a little bit of a similar sound. Um, how would that activate the recording? Even if it was um, someone going by on some kind of motorbike or whatever, how even would that activate the recording? And also, the thing about this is, not only was this recording on the phone, but the window was also opened. This person clearly states that when they retired to bed that night, the window was closed, the doors were closed. And yet, this person wakes up in the morning with this recording on their phone, the, wind, the bedroom window open. So what is this? What created this? Is this a hoax? It could be. But from the way that this person just 
seemed to be, I'm not going to say in a state of panic, but visibly upset, I tend to think that it was and is not a, a hoax. But once again, it's up for interpretation, however you feel about this. Okay. Now, the other thing that I wanted to share with you, and I, I continue to look also for strange um, noises, things that people encounter, when, especially when they are um, able to record these uh, sounds on, on their phones or on the devices when they're out in the woods and wherever they are. I continue to look around for these kind of things. It's very interesting to me, these sounds. And I, I just have to think, where in the world are these things coming from? Okay, so this next story is about this girl, okay? Now, this girl's name is Carrie. This is a few years ago, and um, when she was in college, she would bartend at night on the weekends to make some extra cash and stuff like this, okay? So she would get home from work after 2 a.m. She said it might be 2.45, it might be 2 a.m. after they clean up and do everything that they have to do, but she usually get home around 2, 2.45. So this one particular night, she said it was just perfect. She got home, she pulled up in her driveway, and it was just a perfect night. It wasn't hot, it wasn't cold, it wasn't windy, it was just perfect. She said there was like this really wonderful smell in the air. It wasn't quite autumn, but it was approaching autumn, okay? So she decided that she wasn't gonna go in right away. She was gonna cross the street and just walk to the corner and smoke a cigarette. She said, I just didn't want to go in. It just smelled so wonderful outside. So she lights up her cigarette. She walks across the street. She goes to the corner. And she said across the street from the corner was like a little um, community park, like in a housing community. She was not in a wooded area. She was not in a city, but she was in the suburbs and she was in a neighborhood. Houses all around. House right there next to her where she was standing on the corner. Houses in front of her, behind her. Houses all around. So she's standing there and she just smoking her cigarette and just enjoying the, the night or the early morning. And she said she noticed something in that park that looked like a person. And this person was just standing there and it looked like it was looking at her. She said, but with, with all the shadows from the lights and stuff that were in the park itself, as well as the street lights, she said, it could have also just been a shadow, just been a trick of light. So she continued standing there just looking around and she said, I saw this thing move. So then she stops and she just takes a more of an in-depth look as much as she can because this thing was probably about 12 feet away from her, if not a little more. 
So she says, she kind of like turns her head to the side and looks, kind of squints her eyes a little bit. And then she saw it move again. And she was like, oh, hell no. So she starts walking backwards, first of all, because she doesn't know what this person is getting ready to do. Like maybe it's going to start running after her. There's no fence around this little park. So there's really nothing to separate her from this person. So she starts backing up and the thing doesn't seem to be moving. So she turns around to walk away quickly and she looks back over her, her shoulder as soon as she gets into the street, like to, to cross the street to get to her house. And she said that thing was on the corner that she was just standing on. So now she is in a state and she's hurrying up. She has to like sprint to get to her front door, get the key, open the door. She's like, I was shaking so bad. It's only a miracle that I did not drop my key. So she puts the key in the door. She opens it up. She closes the door, locks it, and then stands her there with her back against the door like you, you do. And you're like, oh, what was that? And she said she was afraid to even move. She didn't know where this person or whatever this thing was. So she sidesteps over to look out the window, not full view, but kind of like side, you know, she's kind of like moving to the side, stepping to the side until she can see a little bit of the front yard and she sees this thing standing on the sidewalk. She said it was shaped like a person. It was wearing what, what looked to be something very dark, like a long coat. She was like, even though the weather was perfect, it wasn't hot, it wasn't cold, she said it was too warm to wear a coat. But nevertheless, she said she saw like the bottom of that coat just moving around in the breeze a little bit. And there did not seem to be any substance, even though she could see like the shape of the body, like arms and legs and head. She said the edges were not defined. It was almost like this thing was like made of smoke, but the smoke look was only around the edge of this thing. She said it was very difficult to try to describe. So like she could draw a picture of it and all along the sides of this I don't know what it was, was just a little blurry. Not defined lines by any means. So it's just standing there. And she said, so she moved back over quickly. Her back now was facing her front door again. And she turned around slowly. She didn't want to make any sound. She said she looked out the peephole and that thing was like, right almost on her porch. She said, even though I knew that it could not see me through the people, I had this feeling like it actually could see me. 
almost as if this thing could see through the door. Now, I understand the feeling she had because she was already feeling vulnerable. Even though that thing really couldn't see her, I, I get it. I know that feeling that she felt. And so she said, I was frozen. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to go into my room. I wanted to take a shower. And I was scared. I couldn't bring myself to do it because I didn't know if this thing or if it was a real person or not was going to try to kick her door in and come into her place. So she backed away from the front door anyhow, and she's kind of like going towards her room, but she's still standing there where she can see that front door. And all of a sudden, she could hear dogs barking, like dogs next door and dogs in the neighborhood. And she was thinking, oh crap, that thing's going to try to come in my backyard. So she ran into her room and looked out of her windows as much as she could to get a view of the side of like the house or like where the neighbors are. She said, I tried to see what was happening and their dogs were just really going off. But nothing ever happened. This, whatever it was, never made an appearance again. It didn't go in her yard. It When she uh, got brave enough, she walked back to the front, looked out. There was nothing there. As far as she could see, there was nothing to the left or right down the street. The, the no dogs were barking, and that was it. Whatever this thing was, just kind of like went away. She said, even though it was human-shaped or humanoid, whatever you want to call it, she said she does not believe that it was a person. She didn't see a face. She saw no details. She said, I don't feel that it was a person, but she also doesn't know what it was. That, that's a very strange story. And um, I mean, I, the only thing that I can go back to in my own experience are those boys that I saw. I felt very vulnerable. And I also felt like they could see me. Even like in my garage. I was so scared that they even came into my garage before the garage door went down while I was sitting in my car. And I don't get that way. I, I don't, I'm not scared like that. So why I had that feeling is because I realized or something within us realizes that there is something wrong. This is like a foreign type of entity. This is not a real person. Those were not real boys. And that thing she saw was not a real person. Be it a man or a woman, no, it was not real. And she said, well, that also cured her of even wanting to hang around outside when she got home from work anymore. Actually, it's um, something that, I, I mean, I use the word it cured her of doing that, but what it did was it uh, like took that away from her, that you just want to relax after work, you want to enjoy the outdoors at least for a few minutes, 
15 minutes, a half an hour, whatever it is. Well, it robbed her of being able to do that because of this encounter. And I also believe that that is, that was the motive. That's why it did that. Why is anyone or anything, besides maybe a puppy dog, going to come and follow you out of the park? I mean, she wasn't even in the park. She was across the street. Well, that is one way of generating fear, putting that fear out there. That is for sure, okay? So in the meantime, when we're talking about these things, it's also, I believe, because of more and more experiences, more and more people witnessing things that they can't explain, more and more mysterious things happening, including vanishings, including people who just vanish. These also leave us with feelings of um, like negativity, even when we're wondering about them, because we know that whatever happened, it is negative. Whatever happened to these people, even if they did this intentionally, people used to intentionally vanish. I'm sure that there are still some who do that. And I know it's more difficult nowadays because of the technological era we live in, but I believe that there are still still people who are able to do it. And all of the reasons, whatever the reason is, is going to leave us or it's going to create negativity. Even if people or an individual is running away for a good reason, running away from abuse, running away from things like that, which we would say to ourselves, well, I would run away too. It still creates negativity because they are running because of negativity and they are fearful. They are in a fearful hurry to get away. And all these feelings are negative. Opening up more and more gateways. Punching more holes through whatever is left of the raggedy, taggedy veil. And so on. And these are things that are beyond our control. We I mean, if we have to run to save our lives, okay, I understand that. I get it. But it doesn't stop the fact that the energy that we are putting out there is still negative. And that's just something, once again, it's beyond our control. And I am um, in no way saying, oh, well, um, you don't want to create negativity by running away. So you just have to stop there and um, accept the abuse. No, I'm not saying that at all. I would run away also. All I'm saying is that we cannot help the negative energy that we are creating. That cannot be helped. It is out of our control. The only thing that we can do afterwards is to 
put it behind us. I know it's uh, easy to say to forget about it, and I wouldn't even say forget about it, but put it behind us and not let these experiences, these negative experiences, not let them rent space in our heads, in our minds, not dwell on them. And that's the only way that we can move forward with clarity, with positivity, and therefore getting rid of the negativity, okay? Like neutralizing it. So um, that's really, I mean, that, that's just how it is. Certain things cannot be helped, but they can be neutralized later. Okay, it's, it's uh, the fact that so many of these things are continuous. They're nonstop, these things that are going on. It's one thing after another that we are being faced with that makes it almost impossible for some of us to put anything behind us. Whether we hear about it on podcasts, whether we see it on the news, whether we see it out when we're just driving, there is so much negativity out there. It's very, very difficult to rise above it. And that's why it's like a daily thing where we have to try to make sure that we raise our vibration and to keep it there. And one of the best ways, guys, to do that is to pray and to come into a a uh, prayer time with the Creator, with Jesus. That is like the best way to keep our vibrations high. Okay. So anyways, um, I really don't have a whole lot today. I was so busy yesterday. I, everything just like the whole weekend, the whole week just flew by so fast. So, um, with my schedule, I wasn't really able to look around too much. And someone actually sent me an email saying, well, what about the music? What about the songs? And every so often, you know, I put a song out there that many people have never heard of. Some of them are weird and some of them are just really silly and what have you. And um, just some obscure songs, you know, that you can go and take a listen to. Okay, so this is one that I'm going to share with you guys. This came out, I don't know, maybe in 1980 or something like that. I heard it probably back around 1982, but I'm feeling it was probably maybe before 1982 for some reason. And the name of this song, let me see. I have to even look at this song again. Okay. It is by, and it's a silly song. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to be like, what in the heck is this? It's by Brian Briggs. Brian, B-R-I-G-G-S, Briggs. And the name of the song is See You on the Other Side. I remember the first time I heard it, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, the, the beginning of the song. 
And um, it's one of those things I actually forgot about it for so many years. And then I remembered about it. And I was like, okay, this is one of the songs that I'm going to share with you guys. It's pretty obscure. Even 80s people, I don't know how many 80s people would even remember this song or maybe even heard this song. So that is my song today that I'm sharing with you guys. You can take a listen and see what you think about it. I know you guys are going to be like, oh my gosh, what the heck? But I mean, it's fun anyways. It's like, and these were played on rotation back in 1982. It's not like I only heard it once. I would hear it like every day, at least or okay, a few times a week, because it wasn't like I was able to just like listen to the radio all the live long day. But um, that's one of them that was on the playlist that they used to play on some of the college stations. It wasn't called indie music back then. It would be played on what were called college stations. They were stations that weren't like real popular and out there like any of the stations of the time that were pretty much, you either got FM or AM. There was no XM radio. There was no streaming, no Pandora, no Spotify, no nothing. So take a listen to that and <laughs> think, of, think of me when you listen to it. <laughs> You'll be like, no wonder she's crazy. But anyways, guys, That's all I've got for today. I want to thank you once again for coming out on this rainy day, taking this stroll with me and um, accompanying me. I really appreciate all of you so much. You know, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Those of you in Southern California, well, actually all of you, because I know there's stuff going on in Australia and Canada, everywhere. So I just want to just send out a be safe and, and message and hugs, okay? Everybody be safe. I just want to send out just big hugs to everyone. And until we walk and talk again, I hope to hear from you. And once again, stay safe, guys. Be seeing you soon. Ciao.